Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You don't think that it's time that somebody cared enough to have a dream? Why are you getting so upset? This is not about you. Yes, it is. You are a human affront to all women, and I am a woman. At some point, you got to decide for yourself who you are. Can't let nobody make that decision for you. How do you go about getting an exorcism? I beg your pardon? Thanks for earning this Kermit on Film Podcast. It is stupid o'clock in the morning, uh, <laughs> on the, the morning after the Oscars. It's Monday, and I'm joined by Jack Howard. Hello. Both Jack and I have been up for quite a long time, although I have to say for different reasons. So, Jack, firstly, give us, because you've literally just arrived here. I have. Um, we're, 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 I don't even know. Where are we? <laughs> we're, 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 I'm, not, we're I'm some, not sure. We're somewhere near Soho. I'm so out of it. So, what have you So you stayed up for the whole show. I shebang. was up all night for this the is, Oscars. This is, sorry, just to put yeah. this is the Oscar. this is the post-Oscars podcast. I don't know if I said it's that It's going to be a bit of a Mess, it's I a think. little bit like this. You said beforehand that you're already you're delusional. I'm delusional. Right, okay, fine. Yeah, I think I'm it's the misuse awake. of the word, but I think it's fine. So, Jack, where have you spent the last few hours? Oh, it was uh, up all night with my friends watching the Oscars, uh, having an amazing time because it just kept being like, oh, maybe this is the end, maybe this is it, and then it just kept getting better and better, and it was just joyous. And then I went to sleep. Oh, you've been to sleep for maximum an hour max and then i had to get up and get a taxi here oh so so, so the oscars you've been asleep since the oscars finished no i had to get back to my house and ended up getting on a weird bus route that took me kind of the wrong way so i had to go back on my so i ended up going to sleep around half five yeah but so you have been asleep since the oscars and then for about 70 minutes max so so does that count well here we go it's like a nap so my my uh, day something like this uh, i i got up at three o'clock not to watch the oscars but because my child it was coming was coming back from having been away somewhere and it was coming back to gatwick and the plane got into gatwick at like 6 15 so i live in the middle of nowhere so drove from there at three to get to gatwick to be there so were you up to date with the oscars as they were happening so as i was as we were driving I was listening to them on the radio. Oh, right. And of course, when they do them on the radio, you're only allowed to you do the awards as they happen, mm-hmm. but you're only, you're only allowed to hear bits of the speeches. So you've seen all the speeches. I've only heard the kind of highlights. I know that, you know, Joaquin Phoenix talked about veganism and Brad Pitt talked about Trump. But And I know that Bong Joon-ho said he was going to go and get absolutely rat He just kept talking about getting drunk. <laughs> his, his speeches just kept ending with him being like, I'm going to drink now. <laughs> but I then waited at Gatwick and of course the plane was delayed and uh, so I haven't. So my child has now arrived and that's fine and is with our... But you haven't seen him? No. Oh, that is so Because mental. I had to get here to see you, Jack. You've literally taken <laughs> precedence over my other... Yes, exactly. <laughs> I just, it's so hard, you know, which, which it's preference. Prefer- so anyway, let's begin by saying, I think you called it. I absolutely did. And I take there... my out to you because I didn't... I, 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 the last time we were here in this room, is, and I said, okay, 1917 is going to win Best Picture... But you said you thought Parasite was going to. I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm optimistic that it could do it. I think that was my phrasing, and I kept. I think we said it when we were in Rotterdam as well. Yeah. I was like, I'm optimistic that pa- Parasite could potentially do it, and I think you were like 
It's got no chance. No, it's got I no chance in hell. And I think I cited you know history saying it has never happened in the history of the Oscars that a film entirely in a foreign language and not in the English language has won. I mean, there are examples like, for example, uh, *Slumdog Millionaire*, in which certain sections of it are subtitled, but it had never happened. So this is history. It is. This is absolute history. There's a critical part of this that I think the, the listeners are missing, which is a visual element of how smug I look. <laughs> <laughs> um, and *Parasite* walked away with. Not just best picture, but best foreign language, or well, best international. Best international, they're now calling it. And also best director and and best best original screenplay. That that is just so good, and I and it's like the polar opposite to Green Book last year. And my friends and I were saying maybe Green Book had to happen to get this. And I saw Robbie Collin tweet pretty much instantly, being like. Well, that means next year is going to have to be rubbish then. And I was like, no, don't, don't do that right now. Like, let's just bask in this for a bit. Like, th- this is the sort of... When we were talking about, that, like, do the Oscars matter? Yeah. This is the sort of thing where it, when it happens, you can feel how it does exciting yeah. it is. And I, I've seen videos of people going absolutely crazy when it got announced as Best Picture. Because yeah. there's a moment, and I don't know if you've seen the video yet, of Jane Fonda. There's a moment where it looks like her mouth is in the shape of her about to say no. Honestly, oh, really? I don't know if she's taking the piss, <laughs> but there's a moment where we It'd be all. Great to think she was. Though, yeah, it? it would be yes, <laughs> but we all leant forward because she just she's she's really like milking it, yeah. and then when she just goes parasite, it was just this. I I. I it was overwhelming. Like, part it was of me so thought, good. Part, me and my friends like whole hugged each other. Part of me thought how brilliant that Jane Fonda was the one who got to announce that because the whole coming home, the deer hunter, you know, the way that all panned out was a classic example of really, really, mm-hmm. deer hunters are big. But it was great that Jane Fonda got to be the person to announce the first time a film not in the English language had won Best Picture, and I think that's that's. I mean, I was driving the car and literally just before. Um, Colin Radio 5 was talking about the the way in which the voting system for Best Picture works and that generally what happens is, and this is the thing I've always said, it ends up going for the one that people don't dislike. Number three on the list. Exactly. And then Parasite was announced and I swear, the the car did a little switch. It's like, no! It was... was, The reason why I was feeling optimistic about it in the first place was it's everybody's favourite. Nobody is giving it anything but praise well you say that i um i wrote you know i've obviously i've reviewed it on the, on the radio and you and i've talked about it before and you know Can and i just I, say as well i thought that review that you did on the radio was absolutely fantastic and i don't just mean you. a fantastic like oh what a glowing review i mean the way that you spoke about it I mean, I know you're a very intelligent person, obviously, but the way you were you speaking about it... You kind of have it, to say that, though, don't you? Cause it, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just so eloquent and passionate. It was so... I've listened to it a couple of times. I think it's a really excellent review. Well, thank you. And I mean, I you know, I love that film, and you and I have had this conversation. In fact, the, the, my child, who I haven't seen yet, <laughs> who I watched Parasite with the first time, you know, last year, and and we both just went... Well, it's it's perfect. It's yeah. just perfect, isn't it? You know, it, there's nothing wrong with that film. It is absolutely perfect. Let's watch it again because <laughs> let's see how it. Because I've now seen it four times, and of course, you and I were in Rotterdam when Bong Joon Ho unveiled the black and white version, and I have, I have. It has been in, 
uh, suggested that they are going to release the black and white version theatrically here after the colour version's done done the rounds. And I'm so excited about that because there was a black and white version of, uh, of Mother before. But when we were in Rotterdam, there was that statement that Bong Joon-ho had written saying that the black and white version makes the shades of grey all the stronger and he said mm. that it emphasized the difference between the two households even more because when you take the color out of the picture all you're left with is the surfaces the fact that some of these surfaces are shiny and gleamy and some of these surfaces are kind of you know Dull. rough hued yeah mm. and so even thinking about that now thinking there's another version of it i can yeah. watch and i haven't seen it yet and i'm really excited about doing it so i i've i've only watched it with people who have only I've only people seen, who are seeing it, it, the first seen it for the first time yeah. so I obviously saw it for the first time and I watched it with my friend Jacob before yeah. the BAFTAs and it is just a marvellous film to watch with people who don't know what's about yeah. to happen but it's also marvellous to watch with people because the, the, the but yeah you're right I think there'll be, there'll be something interesting about watching it with somebody who has seen it so that you can both together pick up the details that you didn't spot the first time every time I see it I think one of the, the geniuses of it and funnily enough this relates a little bit to Ryan Johnson's script for Knives Out. The reason that the Knives Out script is so brilliant is that the revelations aren't... Oh, and here's a character we haven't spoken of before who happened to... It's not Dezak Mackin no, stuff. It's every... It, when you watch Knives Out, which I really love, and I know you do too, in the opening five minutes, everything you need to know is there. Mm-hmm. And the genius with Parasite is... And I think Bong Joon-ho said this in, in a, this kind of director statement when the film first played at Cannes. He said, it's not like a film in which there is a twist. It's not like a sixth sense yeah. in which, you know... <gasps> oh, wow. It's a sledge. Yeah. It's not that yeah. film. <laughs> um, but what happens is it, all the changes and the tonal shifts are all completely organic. They, they all absolutely are built into the film. So when you, having seen it once, and now twice, three times, you go back and you see how well everything is prepared in advance. And the other thing I want to say about it is I think... It's a it's a shame that there hasn't been more attention given to Jung Jae Il's music because the music in Parasite is so fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so when the tonal shifts of that film, you know, starting with the, the with the kind of the somber piano theme and then going into that really kind of um, you know sort of uh, like a sort of semi symphony of uh, Belt of Faith, I think it's called, and then the stuff with the the choric vocals and the musical saw. Yeah, I mean, all that is doing some of the lifting. Anyway, just genius. So. Since you watched the whole ceremony and since I didn't, talk me through the major highlights for, for you. Do you want to go from, what was the first surprise of the evening? The first surprise, I think it might have been, for me, it might have been Parasite winning original screenplay. Okay, which, that, which of course it did win at the BAFTAs. At the BAFTAs, yeah, but I, I didn't think it was going to go the same way at the Oscars. What did you think would? I, I actually hoped it would be Marriage Story right. just because I would like to have seen that. In the same way that I hoped that Greta Gerwig would win for Little Women. Yeah. But actually those went the same way uh, as the BAFTAs did. Yeah. Um, it did look like it was lining up completely with the BAFTAs for a while. I mean, yeah. it was, you know... It was, they, they, I, I thought that... In a way, it was quite a predictable awards. It, unti- until... Until, um, until it suddenly wasn't. But, but everything sort of went to really deserving things. And we were all preparing ourselves as well to be like, if 1917 does take it, it's an absolutely worthy film. Yeah. Of course it is. We'll all be a little bit disappointed just because it's a very safe option, but, but it's of a course good, it's, it's a, a good really film. good safe option. Of course it is. It's not Green Book. No, um, no, no, exactly. Which is it, Green Book and Driving Miss Daisy. It's like when Moonlight won, and in fact, this was actually the point at which I started thinking, you know, the Oscars are getting smarter than I thought they were, because when Moonlight won, 
it had La La Land won, you would have thought, okay, La La Land's great. I really like La La Land. I would have been brilliant if Moonlight had won. I mean, I remember interviewing Barry Jenkin um, for this podcast, I believe, was it? remember interviewing Barry Jenkin and, um, you know, at the point at which Moonlight was a little independent film that had done quite well at some film festivals. And if somebody said, you th- it's going to win Best Picture, you would have gone, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That's a Kermode Award winner. That's the one that, you know, oh, he got nominated. I oh, saw that's- it at, at the Curzon before there was all this hype. It was just just building up and he was there for a Q&A and somebody mentioned, like, the Oscar nominations are going to be coming out soon. What are you expecting? And he was like... It was so like yeah. dismissive of the the idea that it could ever even be a thing. Yeah, and then you know, then it went on, and I, I honestly, I do feel like this is a historical moment. But sorry to come off Parasite again. Okay, so we're going to find um, our way back there. Constantly. Yeah, we are. So the screenplay thing is it w- was fantastic. I think there was never any question that Parasite was going to win best international feature as they're now calling it as far as the the other categories laura dern for uh, supporting actress that that obviously mirrors the baftas and brad pitt for supporting actor now what was the brad pitt speech like because i didn't see so, it but actually he, he spoke about trump right yeah well, not not directly but yes absolutely um um that actually was the first surprise of the night, actually, because I was like, Brad Pitt has been delivering the funniest speeches throughout this entire award ceremony. He delivered the funniest speech at the BAFTAs, and he wasn't there. Yes, that's right. It was great, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, England, I hear you're single now. <laughs> great. And so I was like, he's going to give a belter at the Oscars. He's been saving it all up. But actually, it was this very... It felt unprepared. It felt natural. Um, and, yeah, he, he said... I've only got 45 seconds, which is more than... 45 seconds more than Bolton had, yeah. Yes. Which was a really... That's a smart... I mean, obviously, he prepared that, because that's a smart gag. It is, yeah. Um, but then he was just quite thankful, and he, you, could, you could feel that he was sort of holding back tears in some way, in the same way that I could see that Taika Waititi, when he won, he, it was like his uh, natural radar for comedy was trying to to push into sort of go on make jokes make make something silly about this and then the the sort of more earnest part of himself was pulling it back and he couldn't quite sort of do his it was sort of shaky and yeah. didn't know what to was trying to make jokes and didn't and i think it's just because it's so overwhelming you've been on this i imagine for them as well they've been on a specific actual journey with everybody for so many months now on this whole awards campaign and now it's all come to a head with this I imagine it's massively overwhelming to stand on that stage and hold that statue. There's something I imagine you haven't seen yet, that when Bong Joon-ho won, I think, his first Oscar for, uh, for screenplay, the, the co-writer was having uh, a, a, his moment to, have a, to give a speech, and Bong Joon-ho's in the background just staring at the Oscar, smiling and giggling, and then he sort of just looks at the audience and this big gleeful yeah. smile on his face. Because he's like, this is, this is... But here's the thing. I have seen that moment because it's on social media. Yes. It's like immediately everyone, Bong Joon-ho giggles at Oscar. And it's so delightful because yeah. he looks so... It's like, kind of like, he can't quite believe. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as I said, first of, first of many. Um, Taika Waititi um, winning for Adapted Screenplay, which again was prefigured at the BAFTAs. So yep. at that point, it did look like everything was kind of falling in the same way. Roger Deakins winning Best Cinematographer. Obviously. Well, you say obviously, but how many, you know, now suddenly Roger Deakins is on a winning streak yeah. after that extremely lengthy absolutely. period of being I, I just nominated. Think that when you do something that, 1917 although emotional and, and uh, you know, a visceral experience is a technical achievement, I think, above all, it's just how, how did you make that 
happen like that. And I think that the technicalities of 1917 are actually an improvement on Birdman. And I think I like Birdman a lot. And mm. I don't mind all the obvious little sort of hidden cuts. Yeah. It doesn't bother me because I'm, I just think it's good. But in 1917, I, I don't think it's as obvious. And I think that there's more attention uh, to how they're going to hide those cuts. So this thing's dressed into the foreground constantly, things moving by and, and all the rest of it to sort of mask those cuts. And also, so when those cuts do happen, it doesn't jar you and think, mm, that was uh, something moving in front of frame there. I think that was probably a cut. It's always there. And just the way that he, he lights that nightmare sequence which is what it is, <laughs> it's horrid and abstract and weird when he does all that. And I think it's day for night, I'm not sure. I think I've seen some behind the scenes, they might have been rehearsing. Whatever they did, and the way he frames... It's the underworld suit, suit it's, isn't it? oh, yeah, it's, it's just overwhelming. Dumb. And just, I think he deserved it just for that. Just and the fact that he did it all in one, you know, made it seem like it was all in one take and, and made it interesting for two hours. Yeah, I, I don't think there was any doubt that he was going to get it for this one. On the subject of the other film you mentioned, I, I was clearing out my office on Saturday, and honestly, I haven't been able to get... My office is tiny, it's like, a, it's like a shoe cover, but I haven't been able to get from one end of it to the other end for about five years. So I've just been working in the kitchen. And finally, I had to, <laughs> had to clear... What a solution. The, exactly. I've, I finally had to clear it out, and I was clearing through all this clutter, and I found this little action figure of this winged <laughs> thing, and I looked at it and I thought, what is that? I've got no... I get, and I showed it to her and I said, Linda, what is that? She went, that's Birdman. I went, oh, yeah, that's... I'm sorry, that's... Bird, which just shows how much of an impact. It was, oh, yeah, that's Birdman, the one that won, but not... Instead so, of Boyhood. Yeah, exactly. And that was one of those kind of, oh, yeah, fine, they went to the wrong one. Okay, so Roger Deakins we're all perfectly happy about. And then the first great big, for me, air-punching thing was, and I never had any doubts about it, Hilda Good and Dotter winning for Joker, yep. which not only... We've is, called it from the beginning. Yeah. I think, to be honest with you, I think pretty much everyone has, yeah. hasn't it? Because she, um, it's, there's been it, no doubt about that no, one. It is absolutely brilliant. There was at one point the bookies had Thomas Newman just briefly yeah. in the lead because the Thomas Newman score for 1917 is very good, and of course there's that lovely moment when you know you hear Wayfaring Stranger, and so you're aware of the music. And I think it would, I mean, again, go back and read some of the reviews of uh, Joker when it came out, even here. A lot of people didn't write about the music. It, mm. I, I, it's really odd. I read so many film reviews of films. I've read reviews of Parasite that have made no mention of the music at all. It's like, how how can you not think of that as a key element of what the film is about? But that was a fantastic win. And, you know, it is shocking that we're still thinking of, wow, a woman won that because it's only happened a few times beforehand. And, but, it, but, it was just such a terrific score. I wish Mika Levy had been nominated for Monos. I wish Monos had been nominated for some things. But that was a really great, well done, absolutely fabulous, brilliant. And I'm, I'm so thrilled such about it. Such a cute little speech as well. Like, she was so thrilled. Uh, she, she, her personality really shone in, in, that, in that moment. Um, and I just was like, just take as much time as you need. Like, this is so amazing for you. I think she used to work alongside Johan Johansson. Yeah, she did, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's why she took over Sicario too. Right. And so, so yes, yeah, they had absolutely... So in there fact, probably you... would have been a world where he would have done Joker. 
if if he hadn't passed away, unfortunately. But you can hear the influences because they are coming from a kind of similar, you know, similar pond. And I think the brilliant thing about Hilda Gundadotter's stuff is that she has absolutely her own distinct style. But you can hear where it's drawing from, and it doesn't it doesn't sound like committee. It doesn't sound like some other things. It you know <laughs> it, it it sounds like an individual. Um, you, know, you hear that score and it is her and the cello is so important and what you were saying before about the bathroom dance yeah. being played to Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, and I, I think that that... It, it, I love when that sort of stuff happens because it feels like they the images and the music are really married to each other. Um, and I don't think you could... It's sort of what we were talking about previously on our, our, on our last podcast about separating music from, the, from, the, from scenes and them not feeling at the same yeah, yeah. moment anymore. I don't think you could remove the the score from Joker because it feels like the movie was made with it in mind which it was which it, absolutely which it was. actually was yeah and it influenced the 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 the, the 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 scenes and I thought it was quite funny actually when they were showing best adapted screenplay clips they showed one of the first clips they showed was Joker in the bathroom and I was like they didn't write that <laughs> that that was made upon the day so why why are you showing that one <laughs> that, that this is why i don't think it should be nominated at all for screenplay because so much of it was made upon the day um but actually going back to sort of surprises it's just come back to me now the biggest surprise without a doubt of the night was eminem performed oh yeah and I saw you tweeted, what year is it? Uh, it was ba- There's an amazing reaction. There's several amazing reactions of the moment. But Billie Eilish had several amazing reactions throughout the night. And she was just, uh, everybody in the room was just like, what? <laughs> What's happening? And he just, I think it's because he didn't get to perform it when he won the Oscar for it in 2003. And so he came and did it this year okay. for no apparent reason. Maybe it's because he's got new music out. I don't know. Um, and on a similar note, I was expecting... Billie Eilish to perform her new Bond song. Yes, yeah, so yeah that, you're not the first person to yeah, say that. which is obviously what they they knew everyone would be expecting that. And then as the night was going on and it wasn't happening, I was like, oh, I know what it is. She's going to be doing the in memoriam thing, and she did a really lovely cover of um, Yesterday um, by the Beatles. And really, I the hate Beatles sat- were a popular singing group in the 1960s. I've heard of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I never saw them live. Well, it's though, just Mark. that you said yesterday by the Beatles. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I think we were all there. <laughs> no, we there was a there. whole movie about it. We weren't it, all there. Oh, really? okay. <laughs> I only got halfway through that movie on a plane. <laughs> Couldn't watch it. You walked out on uh, a plane. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <I guess. laughs> she did. It. I hate to sound like Simon Cowell, but she really made that song her own. Like, yeah, it did, okay. it, you it, need it, to stop now because you do sound like <laughs> Simon Cowell. <laughs> 
That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So, since we were talking about Hilda Gundadotter, and, and, the, and you know, the, if you, in a way, the authorship of the bathroom dance, therefore, is her. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix winning for Best Actor. Again, you called this early... I, uh, my yeah, initial... when we first talked about it, you were like, I'm not sure if he's going to get nominated no, at all. because I th- I thought, and I mean, this this just goes to show how, you know, out of whack my perception of these things is and what kind of bubble I live in. I thought the negative feeling towards Joker was so strong that the Academy voters would, would be put off. Mm. Um, and I was completely wrong. So I mean, obviously it became the most nominated film of the year. And he was, you know, absolutely, as far as the bookies were concerned, right up at the top. But you did call that. So what did you think? You thought that was... And, he, and, and what was his speech like, the, ve- the, uh, the veganism speech? So actually, that was only one part of it. And I think it's going to get, it's going to get cut to, to being mostly about that. Because he, he, he it was very activist-y, mm-hmm. um, talking about how we don't take... We take for granted everything that's around us. Yeah. And, we, and we, we some people treat themselves like they're higher than others and just higher than other beings and all the rest of it. And just a very worthwhile speech, very sort of, you know, Tropic Thunder in terms of, like, actor taking on a role that <laughs> of someone who's speaking for the people. But then it did transition into something a bit more personal and it ended with him quoting River, River Phoenix. Phoenix. yeah. And he struggled. To, to say because he never talks about River Phoenix never, in ever, no, no. ever never mentions it so when he when he said when I could see him struggling and when he said that that's the lyric my brother wrote when he was 17 I just covered up my face yeah. and I was just holding back tears because he was just clearly and then he left instantly um, it was it, it was a very yeah good good speech about some good things that need to be said um, and then it, he made it a, a much more personal message and left on that note. And I like it because it was the exact opposite of Renee Selwicker's speech, which was just like, I'd like to thank the postman. And I'd like to thank, <laughs> you know. But didn't she dedicate it to Judy Garland, who yeah. of course famously never won an Oscar? Yes, and then... she, she did eventually get there. Oh, fine. There was a lot she of people. got to, I know this is mostly for Judy Garland and her memory and a celebration of her. But before that, just she like just kept talking about like, heroes in the world and how we all I was like I was watching it being like okay I, I'm, I'm almost starting to get anxious that you're going to start getting played off okay like she, she <laughs> see I know okay so I just I just want to say on the on I have I have two words to say about about, about that Lupita Nyong'o mm-hmm. and I mean it, two it, of the best performances it, of the yeah, year yeah I mean I think you know Renee Zellweger great and all the rest of it and everything although Judy Davis but but Lupita Nyong'o even if not winning yeah the absence of Lupita Nyong'o from the from the nominations w- was was shocking. Look, I I think as well that there's there's some we've talked about absences already. I think, yeah. but if if it was up to me, I would have given Best Actor to Adam Driver. I I would have loved to have seen Adam Sandler nominated, and I think he probably should have won if he was nominated. Yeah. And for Best Supporting Actor, I'm I'm I was so happy to see Brad Pitt win. Uh, I thought I think he's very deserving. I absolutely love him in that film can we just say on the subject of um, Adam Sandler yeah. Adam Sandler of course did win at the Independent Spirit Awards <laughs> as did the Safties and in terms of you know great speeches the Adam Sandler acceptance speech at the Independent Spirit Awards it might be my favourite speech of all time hey thank you so much man that's really cool thank you thanks I love you guys thank you thank you man I 
I know you guys all try to go quick. My speech is too long, so I'll try to breeze through it. And I love you. Just in case they cut me off, I love you to my wife and my kids and I, my family, and I love you. Okay, I wrote a speech. Here we go real quick. Hello, my name is Adam Sandler. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I stand before you trembling with thankful glee as I receive the so-called best actor trophy, independently speaking, of course. First off, it is a gr it's great to see our host, Aubrey Plaza, again. Aubrey and I did a movie entitled Funny People 11 years ago. That was actually the last time critics pretended not to hate me for five fucking minutes. <laughs> Catch you in another 11 years, Aubrey. Okay. I'd like to also give a shout out to my fellow nominees, who will now and forever be known as the guys who lost to fucking Adam Sandler. <laughs> He's so aware of himself. It's great. <laughs> and then, and then the Safties do this brilliant thing that because they both, because they, you know, they, they, but they both win for director. They both give acceptance speeches at the same time, <laughs> which I've They're, never seen before. But it works. But yeah. It's, I mean, it's they overlap, like and you get to catch little moments yeah. of both of them. And couldn't have made it without. And bloody I almost. Dear expected them to sync up at the end and say <laughs> the same thing at the end I thought those two were that they were that was great speeches and uh, and I Adam Sandler he, you know I'm, I, I am one of the people when he said it was 11 years ago with uh, funny, people. funny people said it was the last time critics pretended for five minutes that they don't hate me mm -hmm. and that's me yeah. you know, <laughs> he's speaking directly to me <laughs> just, what a great that's the funniest Adam Sandler thing I've ever seen I thought it was just genius anyway, I hope that now he gets to do whatever he wants yeah. to do and doesn't just relax back into bad comedies he will do he will do I don't know what that's, he wants um, <laughs> I think partly he, the one thing he has demonstrated is he, he does he want to make bad comedies yeah, that's what yeah. he wants to do you yeah. know he can uh, do either <laughs> okay so best director now again you did call it for Bong Joon-ho mm -hmm. and I was pretty certain I thought well, it was possible but I was pretty certain it was going to be Sam Mendes and in fact after the BAFTAs I, I thought okay well that's that is almost a template for how the Oscars are going to go and one of the really good things was that the Oscars and the BAFTAs didn't marry up I think the fact that uh, Sam Mendes won Best Director and 1917 won Best Film at the BAFTAs and then Bong Joon-ho won at the Oscars was kind of quite nice because the BAFTAs are the British Academy yeah, it, film it, that kind of there's a poetic justice it feels way that. more appropriate yeah. for 90 it was it was almost like obvious I, I could see it even when Sam Mendes was sitting in, in, in the auditorium he was like here we go you know, strap in <laughs> it's the first of many <laughs> he just sort of like knew that he was I mean even from the first because they, they won for Best British film. Yes. And for best film. Yeah, yeah. Which hadn't happened before. Thank you so much for this honour. I can't tell you how much it means to us all. From the cast and crew, thank you. Um, as co-writer of this film, I was involved from a very early stage, right the way through production, and I got to witness firsthand how quintessentially British 1917 was. It was the moment that, um, when it won best British film, uh, and Sam Mendes didn't give a speech. And Christy Wilson Kearns, the co-writer, did. did. I was like, I think they know okay. <laughs> that they're going to win a lot of awards tonight. Because otherwise, I think Sam Mendes would be speaking right now. But yeah. it, it, was, it almost felt like, you do this one, and then I'll do director, and then you know, we'll see what happens from there. Um, so it was nice that at the Oscars, it didn't... <sighs> 
Look, I, I like 1917. So do I. I think 1917 is yeah, really good. It's really good. It's it's in my top ten of the year. It's it's really good. I think we you know we've said the word safe. It just feels like a very safe option. It's it, it's and and I'm just so pleased that it was given to a film that hasn't even been given a wide release here in the UK, and I assume now might get one. Well, it only opened on Friday, and so I was going to just to refer back to something you said ages ago, Go on. which was when you said everybody loves Parasite, right? This right. is for, right at the beginning of the. Pro- I'm just going to. I'm just going <laughs> to. We pull- said this was going to be a bit of a mess. Uh, yeah, we are. We're both a little bit addled. <laughs> you said everybody loves Parasite, and then I write for a newspaper. I write for the Observer, and um, my Observer review was published on Sunday morning, and. Um, they have this thing in the Observer reviews that they have, you know, below the line comments in which anyone can comment anonymously, you know, and immediately. Yeah. That I saw it, it's rubbish. Yeah. People say it's all hype, and you got, the thing is that I start replying to these. And go, no, it's not. Just yeah. grow up. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then, oh, how are you? <laughs> Just feel like going. Okay, so when you said nobody dislikes Parasite, no, loads of people do, but they're just people who I don't care about. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I. Agree. I've not had a single conversation with anybody who who no, doesn't like it. In again, any way. self-selecting group. Yeah, you yeah. haven't had a single conversation with people that you know and would have a conversation with because they. I don't want to do that. No, 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 exactly. Because also, you know, it's like it, it's like the thing. Do you like Parasite? No, fine. Yeah, the, yeah. we we were not gonna. We're not gonna have a conversation. What am I gonna because... talk about now? Like, I'm just gonna know the entire time that you don't like Parasite. And there's somebody. So somebody wrote one of these comments. They went, "Oh, it's so it's so simplistic. You know, poor people good, rich people bad." Go, that's not which, what, which film? No, that's not what happens. No, is that's it? really not. That's a different film. But, <laughs> but well done. That's more know. like Joker uh, <laughs> that you're describing. Anyway, <laughs> yes. But what's that? What's that phrase? You know, never go below the line. Never go below the line. The bottom of the internet is where no. all. Yeah. So anyway. So anyway. So but so there are people out there who don't like Parasite. We just uh, don't want to hear about yeah, them. And if you're one of them, please unsubscribe. <laughs> we, we, you know, we, there are other podcasts, there are other podcasts for you. Many others. It'll be great. <laughs> and let's just. If you're just, upset that it won at best, pic, best picture at the Oscars, yeah, you don't. <laughs> we really. This is the wrong energy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so then Bong Joon Ho winning best director, brilliant. But but I honestly, Jack, I was. Were you surprised when it won Best Film? Massively, okay. yeah. But I was surprised when it won Best... I, I, uh, so, for when it won Best Original Screenplay, I was like, yeah, cool, nice. That could be a good sign, that could be a good sign. And then, as the night went on, I don't know what happened, but there was some dip in the middle of the show where I started to be a bit more pessimistic. And I was like, no, maybe we're just doing wishful thinking. Maybe it just won sort of quite a nice awards at the start of the show. You don't remember. think it was just the tiredness kicking in? Potentially. I'm this so is what I'm saying, I'm I don't so know. I'm so impressed that you... But then you're young, you see. I used to stay up and watch them, but now I could, could you know, it's just... I don't know how much longer I've got in me. Um, <laughs> but uh, that I started to sort of dip down into pessimism and be like, no, maybe maybe it's just going to go the way we think and it's just won some nice awards at the beginning. Like, I remember when Jordan Peele won Best Original Screenplay for yeah, Get yeah. Out and I was like, ooh, that could be... And then nothing. Yeah. It was, it was almost... It just yeah. felt like a and then And then for us... Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is which is a brilliantly <laughs> yeah. written, brilliantly directed, and brilliantly played. Let me just say, Lupita Nyong'o again film. Yes. Okay. Uh, so as, as it was going on, uh, I was starting to get a bit, a bit more pessimistic. But then, when he won Best Director, I leapt up, uh, off the sofa 
Um, <laughs> my, my, my mate whose house we were at has neighbours, so we were having to do this sort of silent cheer. Where I was just going, yeah. <laughs> um, I, but then I was like, okay. <laughs> so you were having to quietly celebrate. Absolutely. My, my mate even came up with a, uh, a way of clapping that apparently deaf people would almost do like a jazz hands type thing when, when they, when they right, clap. Right, right, yeah. It was like, maybe we'll do that tonight. And so we just sort of made that a bit of a joke. I have well. to tell like, you, we I just do know, jazz hands whenever we're clapping. I don't know whether you watch the, uh, the televised BAFTAs, but when Bait won Outstanding Debut, you hear really clearly this woman's voice go, Wah! like that. That's my wife. That's Linda. She was literally sitting next to me. My eardrum nearly came out. It was, it was, there we are. Yes, part, part of history, folks. Whereas so, I'm in my in the living room pretending to like, <laughs> wishing I could do that. So look, overall, we we're encouraged. I mean, you know, I I, I, do, I do the Kermode Awards, in which the whole thing is, you know, you can't win if you're nominated and and one of the questions is always is this a better or worse than the actual nominations and somebody sent me a, a tweet this morning they said you know i think for the first year the oscar nom- the oscar wins were actually better than the kermode awards i do think some that, of them yeah no some of them I mean, <laughs> no, obviously not across the board but actually all things considered it was one of the better oscars right yeah my my friend tim uh who is a listener of the show hi tim uh, You're doing shout outs. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, he tweeted something perfect. He he just tweeted, so they just gave best picture to, to the, the best, best picture. picture. What's happening? Well, they like, did do that before with Moonlight. Moonlight did, was yeah. the best picture of the, that but year. But it still feels baffling. And I and I think that in terms of deserving wins, some predictable but deserving, and some surprising and history making. This is the best Oscars I've watched since I've been watching it. And I started watching it. This is going to make you feel weird. I only started watching it uh, the year the Hurt Locker won. Oh, really? So I, that's, 2010? Yeah, yeah. that's, what, that's when I started watching wow. it. Wow. So the first one you watched, mm-hmm. the, the only time as a woman director has Correct. won, that was the first one you watched? Yeah. Wow, you must have thought, God, this is incredibly <laughs> egalitarian and brilliant. How fabulous. <laughs> then not I started on a high. <laughs> and then it quickly went down. Okay. So look, where are you going from here? Because you know where I'm going from here? I'm going to do a day's full of screenings and then I'm going to do an onstage MK3D. I might go back to bed. Because <laughs> this is, I mean, I, this all feels like a bit of a dream. The idea that Parasite has won feels like I've made it up. <laughs> That's right. You're going to wake up if it's going to be, and the winner is... Judy. Yeah. <laughs> what? I didn't know he was even nominated for Best Picture. It isn't. Is it? <laughs> no, it's oh, not. I can't. But it's like, already I can't remember. And that's the genius of the Adam Sandler speech. Yeah. My fellow nominees, who will now forever be known as the people who lost to fucking Adam Sandler. <laughs> that's it, you know, everyone says, oh yeah, well being nominated is winning. No. I love that this podcast as well. Usually, and, and we predicted it would have been us complaining yeah. or, or, or criticizing their decisions or weird little snobs that would have happened but actually it's just as being ecstatic with the with the decision that's made and now i can't wait to see what bong joon ho does with this power that he's been handed yeah. like how many oscars does he have now four yes because he he because he's he, he won for he, writing, he's a producer so he will have won for best so with writing director writing, foreign language and, he will have won, best, and best film yeah so he's got four Oscars. That is mental. And now he's just going to be able to do whatever it is that he wants to do. I assume he's going to have not Nolan status, where Nolan can get $200 million for original IP, but I'm assuming that he'll be handed 
a decent amount of money to make another original. Well, there's a Parasite film. TV series coming. Out, oh, isn't really? There? Yeah, that's I already been signed. That. Yeah, that's already that, that's happening now already. Um, and as I said, there's the black and white version coming out. And I, ju- I just hope that whatever he does, it's not what we expect. Yes. I hope that it's... Because every know, single one of his films has been massively different. Yeah, I know. I mean, the, the underlying themes, the kind of distrust of authority and wealth, and, you know. Yeah, that's been there all right back to memories of murder and, you know. Uh, but it's every single one of his films is, oh, which which genre in it? And uh, you, know the, you know the thing that would be really great to come out of all this is if Snowpiercer now got a theatrical release in yeah. the UK. Because actually, that is such a brilliant film that needs to be seen on the big screen. On the if if on the back of Did this, you see it on the big screen. Yeah, because oh. I opened the John Hurt Centre up in Norwich and they showed it oh, on the big cool. screen. Up until then, I'd only seen it on the small screen. That was the first time I'd seen it projected in the UK, and um, and it's I mean, it looks so fantastic. It's such a great looking film, and of course, so many of the themes of Parasite are in Snowpiercer because Snowpiercer is basically high rise on a train. Yeah. And so, yeah, wouldn't that be great if it that would happened? Be, yes. so. I'd love to see that on a big screen. Yeah. It's a set, like uh, Annihilation, random one, but Annihilation's getting a, a, a screening in the Prince Charles uh, oh, wow. okay. in March. And I, I, I did manage to see it when it came out uh, last year. Yeah. Because um, it had a very... It had a very small window where yeah. they put it in a few cinemas. Because, um, of course, in America it was theatrically released, right? Uh, I think so. Because Obama, Obama chose it as one of his favourite films of the year. Yeah, it was definitely one of mine as well. Yeah. I love that film. It's it's amazing. And um, the Obamas um, produced uh, the best documentary winner. Correct. So that's great. Yeah. So you know. And a friend of mine, uh, his um, his company produced uh, the best documentary short. Oh um, wow. Uh, so he, and that's the second time he's won an Oscar. His company's won an Oscar for documentary shorts as well. So Brilliant. he clearly knows what he's doing in that category. Very good. All right. Well, look, I, I need to go to a, a day of, of day of screenings, and you need to go back to your bed. I need to go to bed. Are you coming to the South Bank show tonight? I, I if I wake up, then okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> if show you up. wake up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Thanks very much for listening to this Come on Film podcast. If you've enjoyed it, remember to uh, subscribe. And what are all the other things we have to say? There's a Patreon page. Go and have a look at that. If you um, want us to talk about anything in particular, you can say it to both of us on Twitter if you yes, want to yes. if you want to send us um, you are requests. at Jack Howard I'm at Jack Howard and, and I'm you're... at Kermode movie because somebody had already taken Mark Kermode but I don't know who it is um, but they're out there somewhere and uh, yeah all the usual stuff yeah you know what to do yeah A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.